0: Welcome to Business Talk Sister Gok. I'm Becca and I'm Ruthie and today's episode title is How to Build Strategic Partnerships and uh, today with us we have a serial entrepreneur who's done so many things and I'm going to have her um, introduce herself and give us a little bit about what do you do?
1: Awesome. So thank you so much, uh, uh, Rebecca and Ruthie, for having me on. I'm really thrilled to be here. This is a ton of fun. Um, so my name is Sheila Herjema. A lot of people call me FG because, you know, hyphenating the last name seemed like a good idea at the time, but now it's just a really long name. Um, but I, um, like you said, I'm a serial entrepreneur. I started uh, working on my own when I um, had my first child, which was about twenty-five years ago. Now she just turned twenty-five in March, which like blows my mind that I have a child who's twenty-five. But anyway, and um, did a bunch of different things. But within the in the last kind of ten years or so, I've primarily focused on um, sponsorship and helping platform owners find sponsors for their platforms. Um, but what's kind of the the constant that's strung through everything I've done is just um, networking and finding strategic partnerships. Um, which has really kind of leveraged my business and helped me grow faster just by creating those relationships.
0: Yeah. So how would you define a strategic partnership?
1: Um, It's really kind of it's like a symbiotic relationship. It's really something where um, both parties are getting something out of the deal. Like it's not going to work otherwise. Um, so it's you know a lot of times the simplest form is like somebody who maybe has the same demographic or has the same um, type of customer as you do, but they're not doing something exactly the same as you, so they're not really in competition. So if you think of like a realtor and a mortgage broker, um, mm-hmm. you know they have the same customer, but they don't. They're not in competition with each other. They actually uh, work really well together because you can't do a real estate. Well, you can do a real estate. At, Deal, I guess without either but it's easier if you have both especially if you're looking to get a mortgage and have someone help you find your house so
2: yeah um, so tell us a little bit about your why like what was the moment that you were like this is really important to develop strategic partnerships and I want to pursue this more
1: yeah so I mean it, it, I didn't even know kind of what it was and way back in the early days my first business was a business where I did remanufacture toner cartridges And later kind of grew it into doing laser printer repairs and stuff like that as well. But the growth in that business was primarily um, through joining BNI, which is Business Network International. Um, I didn't really know it existed. I happened to just randomly meet a woman who invited me to go to her meeting. And I went there. And the fact what I did was very unique It was back in 1996. This is just when Ashley was born. And um, there weren't like a ton of companies doing this. So what I was doing was very unique. And I started getting referrals and you know, people saying to me, oh, I know somebody. And, and I just, I, like, I mean, it blew my mind first of all with just the kindness of everyone that they were helping me grow my business. Um, Because prior to this, I felt very kind of isolated. And, you know, when you start your first business, you're like, I haven't a clue what I'm doing. Um, So that was great. Mm. But it just like it opened my mind to the fact that, um, you know, you can really like do a lot by giving first and helping other businesses. And it just um, builds up a whole bunch of goodwill and um, just kind of really leverages what you have. Like there's so many connections out there that people I think don't see. And I feel like you just have to come at it from a, a position of abundance rather than, you know, I want to keep all the business to myself or I'm like, I, I got to be, you know, driving myself constantly to get as much as I can. I mean, there's, there's a lot out there. And if you can take an easier path that by working with somebody, it helps you find clients easier or bring value to your clients easier. I think that's definitely the way to go.
2: Okay so when you're looking into starting with strategic partnerships what should be your first step with
1: that um it's just building the relationship it's all about relationships so um you know having the conversation uh kind of leaning into what their goals are what they're looking to achieve um seeing if there's like a good mix um seeing it as well if, if you know if you kind of have the same values um uh, you don't want to work with somebody who's just like is so far away from kind of where you're aligned and your values that there's always going to be kind of a conflict. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's, it's like, when you ask the question when you're looking to start it's kind of not even that it's, it's to me it's just kind of happened naturally I've I've kind of met people as I'm kind of going through my life so it's not like I sit down in the morning I was like okay strategic partnerships let's make a list and go after them it's kind of um, going to events or meeting people and I see that connection and just starting having the conversation there um, so it's kind of more a natural thing I think than, than um, like actually going out and, and systematically trying to do it um, because then it just, I don't know, there's some, I, mean, I can't even put in words like the difference, but there's something about um, going out and actively trying to do that kind of, kind of feels kind of icky to me. It needs to be mm-hmm. like a natural mm-hmm. thing where you just kind of, you meet somebody and you just know it's good. I guess it's like dating, you know, if you're like constantly <laughs> going out saying, hey, you want to go out with me or versus, you know, just meeting somebody and clicking and and starting that kind of, that relationship slowly. So probably a horrible analogy, but...
2: <laughs> no, I think that's perfect. Um, can you give us an example just so people can um, be like visualize what it would look like so you have this connection with that person and then how do you pursue that relationships in a way that doesn't make you feel icky yeah
1: (laughs) so um probably the the first one I had ended up being my business partner for years and years we're still involved in businesses together but again back in the early days through B&I I I was doing um toner manufacturing and he had a company that he did um computer networks. So he he would go into to companies and work on their network and set up their computers and all this kind of stuff. He was in a separate B&I chapter, but um, people kept saying to us, you know, you need to meet this guy. You guys could pass a lot of business together. Um, so we um, got in touch with each other and met at a Starbucks and kind of talked business for a little while. And, you know, into the conversation, we kind of found out that we were both really interested in real estate and passive income. And we started talking about that. And he we talked about Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which is a book we both read. And he made like a comment. Did you see at the end of that book, they have that game that's like 200 bucks. What kind of crazy person would pay that? And I was like, uh, that would be me. I have it at home if you want to play it. <laughs> and it just like, it, it grew into like, I was the... I call myself the best man at his wedding his brother was actually his best man and I was like the best grooms lady or something but I didn't like that title so I just took the title of the best man but we've been friends like for years ever since and involved in all kinds of different businesses and things together um we he lives in California now we have a standing once a month meeting that like we make maybe once every three months but we just do a catch-up but it's just um it's it's just a great friendship but it was it, it happened very naturally it wasn't like again, going down through a list and saying, okay, this is somebody that I'm going to try and, you know, just it feels kind of different. So it's, as you're like out there, and this would be advice for your audience, as you're out there and you're talking to people and meeting people, just kind of think beyond what the, the current conversation is to see if there's, if, if you think there maybe is more in there, because they may not have seen it either and just kind of approach it and say, hey, you know, I was thinking, um, maybe we could help each other out, but I think you always have to lead with you giving first. Um, you know, mm-hmm. so like what Jeremy did the, the, when we met that day the, he was actually going to, um, his meeting, his BNI i meeting, it was at lunchtime and he was presenting, um, he was doing what we call a 10 minute presentation. And, um, you know, at the end of our one-to-one at the coffee shop, I says, well, why don't I come with you and I can help you hand out your handouts and all that kind of stuff. And he was just mm-hmm. blown away. He's like, seriously. And I was like, yeah, why not? I I don't have anything going on after this. So let's do it. And, you know, not that I was doing that to kind of win his favor or anything, but it's just like, if you have that kind of more natural giving and um, looking to serve, um, I think you do a lot better with it as well, but it has Mm -hmm. to be natural. It can't be like, okay, I'm going to pretend I'm, you know, interested in this, you know?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So how do you identify what your value proposition is that makes a, a partnership beneficial to the person you're approaching?
1: Yeah. So you want to, you want to see what it is that you can bring to them. Um, You want to like, you know, tie into their goals and it's, and it can be all kinds of different things. Sometimes it can just be like an introduction, you know, that, um, you know, they're releasing a book, but uh, maybe like, um, you know, an introduction to you guys because you have a podcast and that would be good for that person to kind of talk about his book or, you know, there's so many different things. It's hard to say, you know, it's just an ABC thing. Um, but, uh, just kind of look for where you can help or, or, connections you can make, um, things that you can bring to the table that will help their, their clients or students. Um, just, you, you're always looking for the win-win.
0: Mm-hmm. So what is one of the biggest lessons you've learned about strategic partnerships in your career?
1: Um, the biggest lessons, that's a good question. I think the, the big lesson for me is go in giving first don't go in expecting something because I've had people approach me and they're like okay I see you do this this is what I need and I'm like okay (laughs) nice to meet you too um you know just kind of go in with more of the giving and more of the open-mindedness of um you know I'm not sure where this is going to go but let's talk um sometimes Mm -hmm. it's not as obvious in the beginning but I I think if you kind of go in with that mindset um rather than a what's in it for me type of mindset I think that really helps as well
2: Mm hmm. Yeah. I know we when we first talked with you on the phone, um, you had said that you were a fan of, of Gary V. Um, yes. <laughs> and that's kind of his whole spiel, you know, like it's just giving to people and giving to people and always looking for ways that you can give and not um, like he just says, like, give, 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 give. And then it's like, here's how you can help me. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, I feel like I hear that a lot in what you're saying. Right. And if
1: you've ever been on the receiving end of that, I had, um, I was on um, a thing one day, I had bought this product um, uh, by this uh, woman, Zara Skyer, she's awesome, but she does this whole like, and I had said it, I think Google heard me, but I had said one day, I said, I wish you could find a personal organizer for your computer. Because so I have like files everywhere and emails everywhere and archives, and I'm trying to find something that's like 10 minutes to like, what was that person's name? And how do I find it? So she has this course that teaches you how to organize your Google and have like a zero inbox and all this kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, so so she had this open office hours thing. And um, in the chat, I was I asked a question um about what I was doing. So the open office hours was more about how she released her product than than using the product. She does both. And I asked a question in the chat and um, this woman responded to me and she says, you know, I'd, lo- I'd be happy to like help you out with that if you want to set up a call. So she set up a call with me. And the call was like all about me. It wasn't like a pitch. It wasn't anything like that. She asked me to explain the issue I was having. She came up with some really good suggestions and that was it. There was like there's nothing else. It wasn't like, a hey, I helped you. Now, what are you going to do for me or anything like that? And I still don't know how I can help this woman. But all the time, Mm -hmm. every time I see her doing something, I'm like, okay, can I help with that? Because there's like there's just such a huge sense of reciprocity. Mm -hmm. um that you you just want to give like if somebody does something really nice for you you immediately like it's it's an unbalance or an imbalance and you immediately feel like you need to come back and do something for them so it just it really works it's it's just so natural
2: Hmm. yeah that's awesome so you had kind of said earlier that you have this standing one month uh check-in that maybe sometimes isn't always you don't always meet once a month
1: but like right um, yeah
2: so how have you seen technology play a role in kind of building and fostering those strategic partnerships?
1: Um, just like, I mean, I've always, um, like I'm not very technical, so I don't use much of the fancy stuff, but I've, like I've run my businesses, um, or especially this business uh, with my phone and Gmail, like most of my life. So um, now that Zoom and things have come in, it's, it's just really handy. Like you can actually see the person and have the conversation. Um, you know, you can take your phone and like show them around to where you are at the moment, or you know, whatever. So I think that's it. Just like gives an added layer of dimension to it. Um, you know, the the technology we have for that call is we, it's a calendar call that I just set up when way back when it happens. You know, once a month it pops up in each of our calendars. Sometimes we make it, sometimes we don't, and there's like no kind of hey, you've missed the call or anything. It's like if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. We're busy. It's not a big deal. Um, so I don't know beyond that, like we usually do hop on Zoom and chat and it's handy as well. Like the last time we were actually talking about a business thing. So, you know, he was able to share his screen and we walked through it and, you know, but it's, it's I'm more mm-hmm. kind of just like hands on, not not that techy in most things that I do.
0: <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Because I, I definitely think face-to-face interaction builds a lot more trust in a lot of ways. It, it
1: does, it does. And it's been hard this year with COVID that, you know, you're not really seeing people face-to-face. But I guess you are on the computer and stuff. But, you know, it's it's like in business as well, I've, a lot of what I've done hasn't been like a, a typical Uh, brick and mortar where I have customers coming into a place or whatever so a lot of times I've done business with people for years that, like I may never meet them or meet them you know eventually meet them it's like oh my god and before Mm -hmm. zoom it's like oh my god you look so different to what I thought you were going to look like (laughs) because you you build up this image in your head of what you think they look like and it's usually like totally different so (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: yeah well and you mentioned a little bit about you have to be careful to make sure that um, the person you're choosing a strategic partnership with is someone who has similar values. How do yeah. you identify um, if they're going to be a good value fit? And like in in, does it just take a lot of time to get there, or um, how do you how do you define your values first to see if they match?
1: yeah um i think it, it's i think it's um it takes a lot of time and it doesn't so i think there's probably red flags just in um the conversations you're having if you hear things that that kind of sound selfish or, or or what's in it for me or that kind of thing um you can get some red flags like sometimes i'll have a conversation with someone and i'm just like yeah no i i'm just not feeling it um and but it does take time as well there's like um you know time to to kind of build the relationship deepen it um so that does take time and trust um and then i'm sorry what was the second part of the question is was-
0: how do you identify your own values
1: yeah so my own values is like some of my big values are um kind of loyalty is a big one for me mm-hmm. um trust um you know do what you say you're going to do that's like i've got a very uh, what i call a, a high say do ratio so if i say i'm going to do something I'll do it. You know, I'll do it. Um, or I'll renegotiate it. So, you know, if for example, um, I couldn't make it today, I'd probably have reached out and said like, I'm so, so sorry, but this is going on. These are the times I can make it. But it's like, I, I really want to be reliable so that, um, you know, when I say I'm going to do something, I show up. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a big thing for me as well. So if, if, you know, I'm working with someone who's constantly kind of, cause it, to me, it is, if, if somebody, um, if somebody doesn't respect that, it, it's it's kind of, to me, it feels like a lack of respect. So, you know, that's something that I I really like in people when they, you know, do that. Like with you guys, it's been great. We had a great phone conversation. We're now we're having this conversation. 15 minutes late today. doesn't matter. 15 <laughs> minutes is nothing. It's like you were 15 minutes late, but you tell, told me like, you know, prior to that, hey, this is happening. Life happens. That's fine. But it was just like, yeah, you know, um, we we're supposed to do this thing with Sheila today, but ah, eh, don't feel like it. We'll just uh, <laughs> we'll just not show up, <laughs> you know. So it's just like that. You just have to be you have to have, I guess, that trust in people mm. that when they say they're going to do something, they'll do it or they'll be like very upfront about, um, you know, I, I'm fine with like if things don't work out or if, if you, you know, some, life happens. But just like be on top of it, say, hey, you know, I know that I said I was going to do this. I can't do it now, but this is what I can do or whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like life happens. I've no issue with that but it's just kind of like the whole ghosting thing like really annoys me it's like okay (laughs) Mm -hmm. so we just had this great conversation and you said yes and now I'm sitting here wondering what the heck happened (laughs) Mm -hmm.
2: yeah (laughs) I think that's so important like being a person of integrity and like actually doing what you say you're going to do that like speaks volume about volumes about people's character so um, I think that's really good that you mentioned that Uh, yeah yeah
1: to me it's huge
2: I was just thinking about like specifically with Gary Vee, but like really anyone that you admire and you've maybe seen from afar and you're like, man, I'd really like to get to know that person or um, just see what it would be like to work with them or whatever. How do you go about connecting with someone or approaching a strategic partner that you've never like actually <laughs> spoken before? Yeah.
1: So I, I actually have a story. It's, it's, it wasn't a strategic partnership per se, well, I guess it was in a way, but I was when um, my second daughter was uh, doing college tours, um, I drove her and her friend um, pretty much around the entire of New England, like visiting colleges for about four days. So um, they were kind of I had this minivan and I had the middle seats were out of it. So they were like way in the back it was like I was a limo driver and they're like <laughs> chatting away and doing their thing. So I was listening to audiobooks, and somebody on Facebook had recommended um, Profit First by Mike McCollowitz. Whoa, we're reading that right now. Oh my God, really? Oh, he is amazing. Yeah, (laughs) you're going to love this story then. So so I'm driving around for four days with him in my ears because I had earbuds in because at the time I didn't have Bluetooth or wasn't working at whatever you know so um or they were listening to the radio I think that was it so I'm driving around with him in my ears so like at this point I think like we're like the best of friends because I've just heard his entire life story I, I read that book then I, got, I bought the others and read the or listened to those um so I come back from the four days of going around colleges and I look him up online and I'm like oh my god he has an event so I, I was like, I'm just gonna reach out to him. So I reached out and said, hey, this is what I do. I find sponsors for events. Um, I'd love to work with you. And he actually responded, like he what? responded. <laughs> I was like, I know, chills, right? So <laughs> so I was like, oh my God, like now what do I do, crap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so he responded. He said he was interested. He wanted to know how it works. So I told him that. And he's like, well, I'd um, like to meet you. And he lives in New Jersey. And he's like, could you come to New Jersey um, and meet me for lunch? I'm like, sure. You get a seven-hour drive. I can do that. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> in your head, you're like, absolutely. I'm making it. Yeah, yep, yep. <laughs> so I I um, drive down to New Jersey. I get up early in the morning, drive down to New Jersey to meet him for lunch. He told me some restaurants in this town. So I have it on GPS and I get down there. So I'm listening to his book in the down. And so I was like, okay, now I have to prepare, you know, like studying them. <laughs> so um, I sound like a stalker. I'm just to hearing myself speak here. But anyway, so um, I meet, I get, I walk into the restaurant and the restaurant is empty. And I hear the woman behind the counter on the phone saying she's here. I'm like, wow, I'm, that's impressive. Like, he didn't even bother showing up unless I actually showed up. So mm-hmm. I go over and sit down. He comes over. Um, we talk. He's wicked nice. Um, mm-hmm. He ends up hiring me to do his, um, his event, which I did for about four years. Mm-hmm. And um, then I get in the car and drive the seven hours back up to Massachusetts again. But it was <laughs> like... like it, it was just one of those things where it's like I was just like, you know, what? I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to send the an email, and then I was like terrified. I was like, what did I just do? Why <laughs> did I do that? <laughs> you know? I was like, Who do I think I am? You know, but it, it worked out really well. So it was it was, it was really fun. Just have this surreal show.
2: moment of just like, oh me, you. Are- you want to meet with me <laughs> yeah exactly
1: I was like clearly you don't know who I am <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so and was, we, uh, we
0: totally get that feeling because we've literally been like with you one time was like I really want to interview this guy he just seems so awesome So she filled out
2: the contact form on his website yeah. <laughs> it was like I mean he's the CEO of this really big clothing manufacturing company at Stormy Cromer and so like I was like what if I just if I just fill it out we'll see what happens and then a couple days later we got this email and it was this thread of like someone who had forwarded it and forwarded it and forwarded it, like all these different people like wow. who should, you know and then it got to him and then he reached out and was like I would love to be on your podcast and I, like, wow. I was like almost passed out oh that's amazing <laughs> he was like that's calling amazing. me like squealing I was like, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and we did and they were like some of my favorite interviews because he was just like so genuine and just like I don't know. We've done so many interviews. I don't know if I could really pick a favorite, but I really, it was really fun to get to meet him. And he's very, that's that's awesome. And I'm glad
1: that you're going to like put this one in now as your favorite. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
2: Shuffle things around. (laughs) Yeah. There
1: you go. No, this is my favorite. But you know what? Here's the thing though. A lot of people wouldn't do that. They'd be Mm -hmm. like, Oh, I wish I could do that, but he'd never do it. So like what you lost nothing by sending like maybe the time you sent it, you've Put in the form or whatever mm-hmm. but you really mm-hmm. lost, lost nothing doing it and i think that's why, like we have these voices in our head that like we're not enough and why would mm-hmm. like he's he's this big ceo and this big guy and i'm just like this little you know it, it's like we've got to get over that and yeah. i try really hard to get over that a lot because i can be i have the same conversations like oh yeah i'm not just going to reach out to him it's going to be weird like i mean this whole michael paulerson <laughs> thing it was like literally really stalking i felt like a stalker <laughs> in my head you know <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah.
2: And I don't want people to think that it was just like, I'm going to do this. And I just got up and did it. Like it took me a month to like hype myself up to be like, okay,
1: yeah. okay. I'm going <laughs> to send to you. You yeah. see, I'm the opposite. If I don't do it like right then, I talk myself out of it. Mm-hmm. So I, if I literally hadn't got, like I was on the website, there was a contact form. And if I hadn't done it, i wouldn't have done it because then i'd have like come up with all the reasons why not to do it and it was a bad idea and mm-hmm. blah 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 blah, and then i just wouldn't have done it
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah <fun. laughs> i'm doing, go ahead i i was gonna say too like i forget how much i do this um and people i don't think other people do it all the time but it's a really good habit is just like that immediate response you were talking about like wow this person's really cool I should send them something but at the same time I have kind of like learned the hard way that I can't do too many of those in one month or somebody falls through the cracks you know yeah yeah and it's like if I am really excited about somebody like I need to make sure that if I reach out to them I'm like giving them good communication the whole time through otherwise it just doesn't end well for everybody
1: yeah yeah no I agree with that as well and it's hard like I I'm like that as well I'm very in the moment and then I'm in the next moment so I forgot <laughs> about the last moment mm-hmm. um so I have all these like things to you know I have google sheets and calendars and and even with all of that things are still falling through the cracks and it gives me such high anxiety um and I wish I just had like the way maybe I just need someone to follow around follow me around and just like I pick up all the the pieces I drop but um maybe yeah I, I totally start. get that yeah exactly <laughs> maybe an assistant be better. <laughs> maybe
2: <laughs> oh, well we're so excited to keep this conversation going we have another episode um with Sheila and we're gonna continue um the next episode title is called how to monetize your events um so we're gonna kind of wrap up and transition into the sister gark portion but can you tell us where people can find you sure yep
1: so um you can find me on uh, uh, LinkedIn under my name, the big, long one, Sheila Farah Um, I am on Facebook at Connected Sponsors. And if any, and we can probably talk about this in the next one as well, I also have um, a little kind of um, training that I give away for free. If anyone wants to get that, it's at ConnectedSponsors.com forward slash finding sponsors connected sponsors sponsors.com so c-o-n-n-e-c-t-e-d-s-p-o-n-s-o-r-s.com forward slash finding sponsors nice. all smushed together
0: <laughs> That's awesome, awesome. Cool. and I am excited about this story because you were telling me that you had a joint venture experience that you want to tell us about. So. <laughs> yeah.
1: so this was like our first joint venture experience and it's it's with this gentleman Jeremy that that we were in business for years so um, and this was another one of those situations where we didn't really know what a joint venture was or like we were going to run a webinar and offer this guy's product to our database um so he was speaking at an event that we were at and i approached him and i was like you know and i thought i was asking a big ask i was basically asking him if he could you know spend an hour and a half so he could sell these things to our database (laughs) but i thought it was a big ask at the time i was like oh you probably don't want to do this but could you think you could and so um we set up the date and it was the week before thanksgiving because we didn't want to do it on thanksgiving week we thought that would be bad and at this point, Jeremy was living in California. Um, we had uh, like an office out in California that she had a couple of people working there for him. And I was just working out of my home here. And um, he got on the phone. We all got on the phone together. And this is before Zoom or anything. So it was just kind of a tele-seminar. Um, no, sorry. It wasn't. It was... Um, It was a live webinar so we're going through GoToWebinar so you could see his slides and everything
2: Mm -hmm. Um, but
1: we couldn't see each other so we're just kind of on the phone together talking and then um, he would uh, put his screen up on on GoToWebinar and do it that way. So uh, we were kind of chatting beforehand making sure everything was okay and we get started And next thing Jeremy's texting me, he's like, the phones are going crazy already. This is crazy. You know, so like the phone kept ringing in the office in California. And I was like, wow, I wonder what's going on. So we went through the entire hour and a half webinar. Um, we're listening to him on the phone so we can hear everything we're seeing the slides progress and like a webinar is a very kind of choreographed thing you you know you Mm -hmm. build up your value and then you do a close at the end um you know but it's obviously it needs both audio and slides for it to work so we get off it at the very end and Jeremy picks up the phone messages the multiple multiple phone messages from people saying we can't hear anything so we forgot to turn on the audio so the whole thing went out they saw the whole pitch like the the final thing with the price and all the rest of it and um, obviously nobody bought because they didn't really know what it was except for (laughs) the slides that they were reading if they stayed that long Um, so we're like oh my gosh what do we do this is the first time we ever ran a webinar and so we decided okay you know what there's nothing for it but we're just going to run it again so we ran it on the tuesday of the following week with thanksgiving being on the thursday so at that point like people are traveling, they're doing whatever, but it's just like, let's just do it, get done and see what happens. We ran it again with audio. And we actually had a really good result. We, we like sold quite a number of his courses. So it, it was a really good result. Um, but, you know, it's like these things happen at the time. It was, it was like the greatest disaster, especially where we kind of felt like we'd let this guy down so badly. We're like, oh, we're such amateurs. You know, we didn't even know how to work. <laughs> Go to webinar. But um, it turned out for the best. But the, kind of my lesson behind all of that is no matter what, just keep going. It's like, you know, you're going to make mistakes. It's inevitable. Um, just learn from them and move on
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> been there
2: done that At first <laughs> yep. one, our our uh, mics were turned down all oh, way. <laughs> oh no
1: yes. we yes. felt so bad yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's funny so,
2: <laughs> thank you so much for for joining with us and and chatting with us <laughs> and telling your stories it's been fun and we're excited to do our next episode with you um if you guys liked this week's episode then go ahead and give us a review on apple podcast and we will see you again next week